0: Welcome to the Brilliantly Resilient Podcast. What's your train wreck? Everyone has one. The question is, are you going to live there or are you just visiting? Let's check in with Mary, Fran, and Kristen to learn how to come through not broken, but brilliant.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Brilliantly Resilient Live. And before we jump into the really cool stuff that we're going to bring you today, we have a super important message for you.
0: Did you hear that Brilliantly Resilient? The book is out in the world and Woo! it landed on the top 100 bestsellers list. That's where it debuted. We're so excited. Go get it at amazon.com, uh, search Brilliantly Resilient and you'll see it in
1: Kindle and paperback. Enjoy. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Brilliantly Resilient Live. I am so excited today. I can't even tell you how excited I am to have this (laughs) guest that we have today. This guy is so cool. He's a Philly native and he's bringing cheesesteaks down south. Like, (laughs) does anybody need cheesesteaks more than the people down south? They do not. So welcome, Derek Hayes. We are so excited to have you here today.
2: Thank y'all for having me. I appreciate y'all so much for the opportunity.
1: I'll tell you what, I read, and I'm gonna hold this up to the camera here. I read about you in the Inky, the Inquirer for those who are not Philly natives. I read about you a couple of weeks ago about your mission, about where it started, about where you started. And I just said to Kristen, we gotta have this guy on the show because if anybody epitomizes being brilliantly resilient, it's you.
2: Oh man, thank you. thank you you so much because i work so hard for this each and every day to get to this point so i'm so thankful and appreciative
1: well we're excited to have you so we usually start you know we talk in the show about this reset rise and reveal of your brilliance so whether or not you have a huge sucker punch the reset can be lots of things for me your reset started where you grew up you grew up in west philly nobody grows up easy in west philly
2: nah it's a very rough place um that's where I think I get all my ambition and my hunger from, because growing up in Philly teaches you to stand on your own 10 toes. It teaches you to be a leader. It teaches you to be like, you know, relentless on anything that you do. So being from Philadelphia was one of the, the blessings that God has given me because now I'm able to show the rest of the world now with a real Philly native, what we really represent, what we stand for. So I'm definitely thankful for that. And you know, I'm able to spread my wings and show people that, you know, we don't give up. It's like the Rocky movie. We get knocked back down. We are gonna keep getting back up. So that's what I stand for.
1: <laughs> well, I gotta tell well, you, you're not, first of all, you're not giving yourself enough credit because Philly can teach you those lessons if you're willing to absorb them, but not everybody is. No. So, I mean, kudos to you. For Thank that. you. You know, um, let's, let's unpack that for a
0: second though, because that's exactly what I was thinking as you're saying that, you know, a lot of people tend to uh, like for me. Okay. Let me just use my own story as an example real quick. I have two blind sons. The world would have been okay with give, they would give me a pass to not achieve anything to just be sad and let my boys not achieve anything because they don't expect anything from them. And, and a lot of people would do that. And a lot of people that grew up how you grew up would probably also sit and say, Oh, well, you know, he was dealt this hand and, and that's okay. We'll give him a pass. What is it? And maybe you're already going to share this. What is it that that was in your story or in you as a person that said, I'm not doing it that way. I'm not going to take a pass. I have a purpose here.
2: Well, since I was a little kid, I always knew I wanted to be somebody. I was never a follower. I actually um, I've been in a lot of national papers, but the Philadelphia Inquirer was really like something like that was a goal and a dream for me, because honestly, uh when black kids either reach that paper is either they got murdered or they made it big in some sports or anything like that. And me being an entrepreneur, I wanted to show people that you can make it out another way. So growing up in Philly, I would say uh, my day to day, I used to sit outside, maybe you know, be on the block with my friends, but I always knew that I can make a bigger purpose. It's something in me that want more out of my life. So you are right, it's all, it's all about who you are. But when you're giving that foundation and you're giving that willpower to say, I'm gonna change my life, I'm gonna be something else, I'm gonna inspire people. And for me, losing my father was my battery in my back because when he left me, it made me wanna go harder at life because I wanted to change my generational curses. I wanted to help other families. I wanna help other communities grow. And I'm able to take food and turn it into philanthropy. And now I'm being able to turn philanthropy into helping other communities out, empowering jobs, making people feel good about themselves, not giving up their own lives. So I'm taking this Philadelphia cheesesteak, and I'm doing something that nobody's ever did with it. And that's empowering people through the food. You know, the food was my leading game. But now philanthropy has taken me to the next level because it's so many people out here that have journeys or want to do something in their life. And they don't know how to do it because they don't have the resources. Well, now it's somebody just look just, look just like them come from the same communities. And they saying, well, wow, he did it. Look at this guy. He's doing it every day. That's bigger for me. So I every day I take this with myself, no matter how big I get. I stay humble. But I use my cockiness into giving it to the community. You know, I, I use all the stuff that that get pushed against me and turn into the positive. So. That's the same thing I did in Philly growing up. Whether you get stereotyped, whether somebody say you don't have something special or you can't do this and do that, I take it and I and I just take it all in like a like a, like a battery charge and say, you know what, I'm ready now to give out my power to the community because I already know what people want, I know what they need, I know what they're looking for. So that was my blessing, you know, growing up and especially coming from Philadelphia. But you're absolutely right about um, you got to be willing to take your own risk and do what you need to do to make your own self grow. And I think. I see stuff that people don't see. Sometimes we call it tricking you out your spot. Nobody can't trick me out my spot because <laughs> I know where I'm going, I know where my GPS is leading, and I'm gonna keep on driving that car until my gas is done. And I know I know how my inner journey gonna look. So that's the we just do. we just got about
1: 20 brilliance bombs out yeah. of you. Like just, right? just constant boom, boom, boom. I mean, yeah. everything that you say touches on so many of the things than the themes that we repeat over and over and over to people. One of the things that struck struck me about you, and it was something you just said, you've taken food, which is a basic human need. You've just taken this basic human need that everybody has. Let me just say, Philly cheesesteaks just raised the bar a little bit on what, you know, on what that basic human need does for you. But it's a basic human need. And you've taken that. And this is part of where the brilliance comes in with you. You've taken this basic human need, and not only have you made a business out of it, but you've turned it into something that, that allows for people who work with you, for you, for your community, to have another thing that should be a basic human need, which is dignity, respect, um, you know, being able to make a living for yourself, and you've combined those things, and then you took it a step further, and you served a community when this pandemic thing hit. So like this whole reset, rise, reveal your brilliance thing, you've embodied that in the time that you've been in Atlanta. It's a miracle.
2: See, well, the thing is, when a pandemic hit, um, I felt like, you know, everybody was, uh, you know, we we never had this happen before, you know, so we were all in shock. We didn't know what we we were going to do. And I felt like, you know, everybody is folding. Who's going to stand up? You know, so I thought to myself, I said, without the community, Big Dave's wouldn't be here. The lines I got down the block every day, these people supporting me. I wouldn't be where I'm at in my life right now without the community. So I said, I'm going to feed these uh, 1,000 people. We're going to be doing 1,000 meals. And until we run out, we're going to serve them. And then we're going to keep serving people every day. And then my accountants were looking at me like, wow, what are you doing? No, this is not the move. We in a pandemic. But you know what? I go off of my gut. I'm, I'm the type of person you ever hear people say, you will jump off the cliff. I jump off the cliff of my gut. Whatever my gut tells me, I got my heart. I I run with it no matter who tells me not to do it because God is my last calling. You know, he lets me know everything I need to know. So whenever I I feel like he gave me a right direction and decision-making for myself, nobody can not turn me around from that. And I feel like that's where I got at in my point in my life right now, because as people, um, we look at things because the next person can't do it, you can't do it. That's not true. You know, it's all about the blessing that God has given you to be able to handle the things that he's given you because God won't put nothing in your hand you can't handle. So that's one thing, and I learned that growing up. Anything, never, not, nothing in life is too big for you long as you have a plan and a, and a play to be able to execute that plan. And my execution was help these frontline workers. They need somebody that's feeding them every day. They was paying countless hours and not being able to take lunch breaks. So I was like, you know, what we're giving out of egg growing fries, you know yeah it's, it's taken from the company but it's also helping other people realize that somebody else cared because they caring for other people every day putting their life on the lines so this this small black owned business every day was going around the city of Atlanta feeding 40 hospitals every day even 100 meals or 200 meals daily you know to, to, for this cause and I just felt like it was needed and right now still today um, I do something on Mondays it's called CEO talk and I talk to the community I let people know whether you're a business owner, whether you work a nine to five, whether you're trying to figure it out in life, whether you lost, it's a way. As long as you got air to breathe, you still got a fighting chance. It ain't no age thing. Mm-hmm. I tell people all the time, if you got a way, you I mean, if you got a will, you got a way to keep on fighting. So my CEO talks, I feel like I touch a lot of people every Monday. They listen to me, I let them know my my downs, my ups, my downs, the stuff I go through each and every day. I feel like I have to be totally transparent with my my customers because it's like a family thing. We we understand each other. So sometimes I might be having a rough day. I let them know, hey, you know, I'm having a rough day today. It's like a roller coaster ride, but I'm gonna keep on going because when they see this, they see that everything is not perfect. You know, winning is not perfect, success is not perfect, oh, loving is not perfect, it all has its flaws, its ups, and its downs. But long as you know if someone is real and trying to lead to the end you, to the end of the journey, that's the right way, that's all you can ask for. And I tell people right now, it's not a money thing for me, it's information. I, I, I want information over anything because if you give me information, I'll be able to spread more information out to the rest of the world to help them out. Because it ain't about one person taking all the credit, it's about spreading your wings so, so other people can understand so you can help them get out of their situations. And people ask me, how do you succeed in business? I think that's the number one thing you have to do. You have to understand that it's a two-way street. You can't just take in. You have to give also. So sometimes, I don't matter if I have a big money month, I might have passed it out to the community or I might help uh, students out with scholarship funds or anything of that nature because I feel like God is blessing me each and every day. So I need to bless other people. So that's, that's what I do on a daily
0: Let's let's um let's just go into a little bit about exactly what your business is and how you got to that to then to let everybody know what it is that you do and then we'll we'll go into how you decided to to drive your accountant crazy. <laughs> 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 I can just imagine the accountant like,
1: what? Yeah. what are you yeah. doing? But yeah, let's talk about thinking, your business.
2: Every day, like, he was getting on me, like, uh, I think you better stop." <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. It's good you have a big heart, but you're getting a small bank account. So let's yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> But I, um, So just to give you know um, my story, uh, of course, I'm from West Philadelphia. I moved to Atlanta um 2014. My dad passed away from lung cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest blessing before I get to the, the real truth of story, the biggest blessing for me was being able to talk to my father before he passed away. Mm-hmm. I literally uh, was working at the postal service. I had a good job. Um, my father he thought he had a cold. And uh, he went to two different hospitals and they told him that he had a mask on his chest um, that was the size of a golf ball. Mm-hmm. So we found out that uh, he had lung cancer. He was stage three and a half when he found out. And uh, before my father died, I literally, I quit my job and I was with my father every step of the way, he never left the hospital room with him. I was actually washing up in a, in, a, in a hospital room, you know, in the little bathroom in his room because I was scared to leave his side. Mm-hmm. But long story short, before he passed away, um, I made a promise to him that I was going to change my life, um, that I was going to do the best thing you know that he taught me to do. You know and the way he raised me, I was going to stand on my ten toes and I was going to break these generational curses. My father literally looked me in my eyes and told me he was going to die, and I had to accept it and I had to roll with it and say you know I got to be a rock for the family. I got to stand up. Um, it's it's been uh, over a decade now. He's been gone and it's still tough for me every day. You know what I'm saying not having him around. But I felt like when people say Big Dave and Big Dave Cheesesteaks, my father now was known nationally because of my hard work. You know, so I felt like I honored, I'm honoring him the right way. Um, I feel like, you know, I don't have my best friend around every day, but I feel like he in spirit. So when I when I came to Atlanta and opened my brand, um, I had a lot of roller coaster rides, you know, a lot of ups and downs, a lot of people try to take advantage of me. But I just kept fighting because I remember when my dad pulled the plug on his own self, you know, my dad stopped his own self from breathing because he couldn't take the pain anymore. So I said, what that gave me for giving up? If I watched the man that I love truthfully believe in take his own life to say he's tired of suffering, I'm going to win for him. So no matter what ride I go through, I got my seatbelt strapped and I'm going to get there because at the end of the day, they're going to know who D. Hayes is and they're going to know what Big Dave T. Sticks is and anything else I put my hands on because I'm never going to quit. I'm going to keep going. I'm relentless and I'm ready to win. And I'm going to keep on letting other people win. And not only that, I got 82 employees. So I'm empowering other people oh my God. They're to take, they're able to pay their bills. Throughout this pandemic, I haven't missed a paycheck. I haven't fired nobody. I haven't furloughed nobody, no furlough nobody. So it's like everything right now is a blessing from God.
0: You That's haven't something. had to furlough anybody. You've been able to no. pay everybody. And how long have you been in business? 10 years?
2: Seven. So I'm, really, I'm about to hit my seventh year anniversary is coming up
0: wow 82 employees so you have multiple yeah. locations
2: yeah so I have two locations um I just uh purchased another food truck so I have two food trucks now um I'm working on my third location Ride now. one
1: of those babies up to Philly would you
2: <laughs> oh, I am I'm coming oh, I'm, just waiting for somebody. I'm just waiting for somebody to say listen I'm giving you the invite you can park on my property and I'm there but um I also opened up a new concept um it's a vegan concept, and it sells all vegan uh, Philly cheesesteaks. Everything is vegan. I partnered up with um, Pinky Cole. She's the she's she's the biggest uh, the vegan and food market in the in the brand. So it was like it was it was a no-brainer to partner oh up. with Oh my gosh,
1: her. that's phenomenal! I mean, that's first phenomenal. of all, those are words that you would never figure would go in the same sentence: vegan and Philly cheesesteak. Yeah. More power to you! That's like a it's, whole new and, you creation.
2: Know, honestly, since we've been open now for over a month, um, business has been really good. It's been a blessing. But it's like this. It's like, you know, down here in the South, they look at me as the king of cheesesteaks and she's the queen of the vegan market. So it was like a marriage when we got together and said, all right, let's make it work. Because right now she has a burger joint with lines in the block every day, multiple locations. And then I got the same thing with multiple locations, lines in the block. So it's like everybody always asking me for the vegan cheesesteak. I'm like, I, that ain't my lane. <laughs> so we decided to partner up and then do it. And um, it's called Dinkies. It's in Pine City Market. It's something like the Redding Terminal in Philly. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So we got it, we got it in there. Um, and it's doing really well. You know, people are really um appreciating it a lot right now.
1: That's phenomenal. And wait, and you also sell water ice?
2: Yeah, I sell water I ice. I mean,
1: like you can get ice. more and Philly.
2: And I make it like you know, so it's 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 not uh our water ice is made um inside our facility, uh probably on a daily. Um wow. they loving it down here. We probably right now we're running through like 80 buckets every two days.
1: Oh, my God, that's unbelievable. So, I mean, I just got to tell you, the, the South must be eternally grateful because and this was many, many moons ago when I was on my honeymoon. We'll cue Kristen for the age jokes like wow. back in the Stone Age, you know, when I was on my honeymoon no, way, <laughs> back. <laughs> way back,
2: well, my body feels like that. I might be 33, I'll be 34 next month, but my body. Sometimes it feels like, you know, I'll be taking places with my grandmother. I'm like, you sure you ain't in a better condition than me today? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I got a bunch of grandkids, but they're not quite your age yet. But back when I was first married with my husband, and I went to, on a honeymoon to Florida and I wanted a cheesesteak. So I send the poor man out for a cheesesteak. Little do I know that nobody down south knows what a Philly cheesesteak is. That poor guy was out for hours. I thought he left me, which I totally would have understood. Don't get me wrong. But, but he, I don't know what the heck he came back
2: with, it, but it was not a Philly cheesesteak. Yeah, that's how I was before, you know, I feel like I opened up down here because of course I tried different spots to see if I could find a cheesesteak and it was a no-no because when I first started, I actually didn't even sell cheesesteaks. I sold just the water ice. Um, my mother said, you know-
1: Wait, say it again. Say water ice. Water ice. Water ice. That's yeah.
2: how you gotta said it. it. <laughs> yeah, so nobody knew what it was though. So um, honestly- I think one of my breaking points to my story is uh, me opening up my restaurant in a 749 square foot gas station, uh, hole in the wall spot. um, Nothing pretty about it. I put my last dollars in it. Um, I worked my tail off each and every day. And um, you know, one day uh, Eve came up. She she pulled up and uh, she said, "If this is good,
1: saw her coming in your door."
2: Yeah, well, actually, so it was a it was a friend of mine that knew her. But the, the day that I thought she was coming, she didn't come. So I was like a kid on Christmas just waiting because I didn't have no traffic. And I'm like, oh, man, she show up. I'm sitting out here all day. But the next day she showed up and she told me, she said, if it's good, I'm gonna put it on all my social media outlets. Well, while I was sitting there making her chicken cheese stick, I said, you know, this is my chance and my opportunity not to choke. This is everything I work for, everything I wanted in my life. So when I was making that cheese stick, I was probably talking to myself inside my head. But the moment she bit it, she went crazy. And she was like, wow, I'm back home. I'm home. And she was going crazy. And um, actually, I I had uh, I I DM her the other day. We was going back and forth. Um, She's going to pop up at one of the locations that she's in Atlanta right now. But that's one person that I will always give my flowers to because she helped me tremendously at the time where I was down in my life, where I was figuring out, you know, the moment I lost my father and then trying to figure out. Uh, what I'm going to do next, because if this don't work, I don't have the capital to do anything else. So I have to make this work. So I put my all into it each and every day, just work, work, work. But after she posted it, honestly, I'm getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And now I got people coming from all over the country. Other countries Um, is a blessing. You know, people ask for my advice each and every day in my in my DMs, whether it's uh, emails. And I just tell them, you know, the way you make it in life is to believe yourself. You have to love yourself first. If you don't love yourself, you can't help nobody. You know, if you don't know your own flaws, you have to learn your flaws. So. So let
1: me ask you this question, because clearly you have passion in boats, boatloads of passion. But not everybody can make that transition from passion to successful business. So where did you get the business knowledge and how did you find people in that community who were willing to support you? Because that's not always easy either. I mean, you know, a lot, t- zillions of great ideas die on the vine because people can't make that transition. How did you do that?
2: So, so it's funny you asked that. So let me tell you, my first encounter with uh, me knowing that this was going to be a tough business was when I actually got to the, the the point where I was about to do my grand opening, I was passing out flyers at the gas station and I walked over to this lady with some kids in her car and she said, Get back! I don't want you to pump my gas. Oh. And I and, and you know I had to realize you know we're we're so much of stereotypes that go on in America. It don't matter what race you are. It's just a stereotype thing. It could be a young kids and you think that they don't know something. Mm-hmm. So I told this lady, I could have you know took back me in a way or maybe I told her I said, listen, um, I see that you have children in the car. I'm opening up a Thai night shop. You know, in the neighborhood, I'm um, for the community. I would like you know you guys to try it out. She still told me no, right? So the next day, the same lady, her friend was at the gas station with a group of kids in the car and they ran in. It's not about um what you see and what you know in life, it's about how you was raised. You know, and I tell people these kids, they're not. They're not racist. They don't know anything because they don't they don't know any of it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's how they're raised. So if you raise a kid right. They won't see color. So I started raising the community in a way of my own. I started letting them see differently. Don't look at the color. Don't look at all the tattoos on me. Look at my heart. Look what I'm trying to do. Look what I'm trying to help. So I feel like I'm raising these communities to see different, just like you would raise your kid. So that's what I did so with them.
1: You dropped out a little bit. Your the, the internet dropped out a little bit. When the woman came back, the friend, the next day, you said there were other little kids in the car. And did they ran? then that's where the story dropped out. So what happened? Oh, so they- I'm sorry. So
2: they ran in the store. And that's like uh, you and your friend, you know, y'all in separate vehicles. But that the, those kids in that car ran in the gas station, to, you know, because they seen the ICs. But that lady, she wound up being one of my biggest supporters today. The, the lady that I had the altercation with. But I tell people it's, it's not how you, 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 you percept people or you look at them. It's how you were raised. Yeah. So I felt like in a community that I started in was predominantly Caucasian, you know, so I had to raise the community, to see different, you know, so they start seeing me, they see the tattoos, they see that I'm a black, you know, I'm African-American. I come from West Philly. They don't really know my background, but I was, I was, I was basically showing them my heart and not the output picture that you look at me and who you think I am. So Atlanta started supporting me differently. I started getting selected to go to food competitions where I ranked top 10 in the world in 2018. Wow. I'm on a barbecue grill making a cheesesteak. because when I got there, <laughs> oh it was God. flat out. So I had to buy a skillet from Walmart to figure it out. <laughs> so I feel like in my journey, I've been tricked out so many times of people yeah. trying to fool me and get me, you know, raved up and mad. But let me tell you something. Patience, patience, patience is the key to life. Um, I learned how to be Oh patient. my
1: God, you yeah. you you just you just said the most brilliant thing of all because you know everybody here's the here's the problem. We read about these things and we think it's this overnight success story. Nobody is an overnight success oh, story.
2: I just talked about that on one of my CEO talks last week. I said some people have been grinding for 10, 15 years. I almost got seven years in, right? And I got a hell of a publicist now and everything, but I just started making national papers maybe a year ago, you know, or national media. It takes time, you know, for people to understand what you do, who you are. Um, and and I've better heard
0: it. You got to get yeah, better at it, too. Yeah, and you can't.
2: But see, I, I feel like some people, um, they blame people for their failures or their downs when you can't because everybody like right now, you guys have your own career, right? So it may be people that want, want you guys to interview them. But right now, they might not have the spotlight to you guys right now to get your attention. That's not a bad thing. It's just that they don't have your attention right now. So work to get that attention. But you have to have that attention to yourself first. You got to know that you yourself are, 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 are I say it in the nicest way, is the bomb. You got to know the real that you you know, you, yeah. It's, listen, I can sit around billionaires, multimillionaires, whatever. Nobody's going to make me feel no differently because I know I'm already that. I'm just waiting for my time. You know, we, we get tricked from the spots too fast because we want to be the next, but these people work hard. I tell people, my success didn't happen overnight. I literally had my my lights bill shut off for this dream, uh, evicted, cars repoled, yeah. all type of stuff to get to where I am at. And if you ain't ready to lose all that, then you ain't ready for this dream. You ain't ready to succeed because it ain't going to fall in your lap. I got to keep Ugh. a good call on my face each and every day so people don't see my pain and see what I go through because I'm a role model to the community. They can't see me down. They see me down. Then they feel down. They don't know their way out. So I always got to keep that face on. Always got to be empowering no matter what I go through in the daily for the people.
0: Wow. You know, I'm hearing some key elements in, in, uh, in your formula for success here. And the, the biggest ones that I'm hearing you say and seeing it before my eyes is that you do have a true love of yourself and your purpose in this world. And I think that I, I just wanted to land on it for a minute so that our listeners and viewers understand that what you're saying is so true. If you don't have it in there, if you don't believe in what you do and yourself and that you were put here for this purpose, that's where the breakdown starts to happen. That's where you don't see the opportunity.
1: Exactly.
2: That's
0: where you don't go forward still when your bills, you're trying to pay your bills and cars are getting repossessed.
2: So so just, so, just imagine it. So just imagine that. Someone gave you the silver spoon in your life, right, to, to, to your career. Give you everything you need, but guess what? When it's your time to run the operation or your time to drive the car and you don't know how to do it, you're going to fail. Yeah. So in order to learn, you have to go through these ropes and battles of the operation yourself to know that, okay, I know if a registered person call out, I know how to work the cash register. I know if a cook don't come, to, I know how to be a cook. I know if my accountant don't do the books right, I know how to do my books. I know if they ain't paying attention to my taxes, I know how to pay attention to my taxes. Yep. You have to know all elements of everything in your business to be able to grow. It's not just a one way street that you sitting there being the face of the company and just winning. No, you actually have to know how to operate the brand. Right now, if anybody drops out of my company each and every day, I know how to pick up the load because I know how to do everything. I ain't seen how did
1: you how did you get to that place? How did you get to that
2: knowledge? Like. Failing, failure, failure is my best lesson. Failure is how I won. I failed so many times before I actually won. I know how to win because I know how to fail. I know how to fail to fail. And if you Oh know my God, fail, you know I win. know
1: how to win because I know how to fail. That yeah. is genius. Perfect. And so you know, I that's think- not just in business.
2: No, that's life. Yeah, that's I take like, my life experiences there. and I turn it into business. It's I don't, I don't operate as just me as business. I yeah. take my life experiences and everything I've been through in my life and I push it over to business so that I don't keep making those same repeated mistakes each and every day. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, you know, of course, I, I make mistakes. We are human, but I'm able to take that lesson and say, OK, I'm going to give it to this person so they don't make the same mistake, whether they want to listen or not. I gave that knowledge to them so they don't make that mistake I made. So that's all I can do at the end of the day. And
0: this is why I think it's, it's so brilliant that we started this conversation about being from Philly, being from West Philly and having to figure stuff out as you knew you had this big purpose and you had to go figure it out. And I want parents, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm a broken record, but I want parents to hear this because if we are constantly figuring stuff out for our kids in all kinds of love, I know we do it in love, they never get the, what you're talking about, the fail, 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 fail 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 figure it out that's what they need they need it
2: so they can grow they do they do need it i mean that's how i know um i i don't have um a degree i don't have a college degree i tried college um it wasn't for me um I, i think my biggest problem is not that i know it all i just feel like i have a way to attack things that people don't understand and I think sometimes God picked that gift in some people. And I feel like it's like 5% of people in the world that that really gets it, that really understands. Like, I don't do anything for money. If I, was, if, I, if I actually did a lot of things for money, I probably would be a lot further in life right now. But I feel like I'm doing it my way. At the end of the day, my story gonna be told. At the end of the day, they gonna say a black man own 100% of a billion dollar company. At the end of the day, that's never been done. And I'm coming from West Philly and I'm showing the people that came out of my city how to really do it and how to really win. And that's paying other people in position to win. And that's all I want to do. And you know how I, I to-
1: hear in <laughs> you? And, and this is so important too. You have a the right combination of confidence and humility. Yeah. Because you got to have that confidence. You have to have that. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. But you also have to have that piece of you that goes, yeah, I don't know how to do this. So I got to learn how to do this. Exactly. You have to have those two parts in equal measure because confidence isn't going to get you anywhere if you aren't willing to learn.
2: You have to learn. And honestly, you got to listen. Like, you know, I I had an opportunity um, when I came here. I was around a Jewish family for about maybe five years. I seen another life that I didn't know existed. You know, I never seen people that can send uh, kids to school off of making them a partner of their business, collecting cash reward money and then have an income that don't even have to touch their money. It's ways to operate and grow without being able to put yourself in debt. And, you know, when you don't have the resources and learn that, the first thing you do is run to student loans or you run to a loan company or you take a bad interest rate on a car where you go sign to get your first car. The interest rate might be 19, 20 percent. And the car might have been twenty thousand dollars. Now you're paying fifty five thousand dollars for the car just because you want to drive it. All of those components start by knowing and what starts from the ground up and that's resources and that's what's not given in the lower income communities is they're not getting resources so they want to know how all the violence all the killing that's going on because it's really like this it's like I tell people it's like a kid on Christmas when they get that one toy and there's only one toy on the block and all the kids want this one toy well that's the same thing that goes on when you're an adult it's the one person like they looking good in life and it's like oh I want that too but they don't have a way to say I can get that Use my mind and use my heart and work hard and I can get the same thing. But we don't have the patience because we're not taught patience. Right. So we went it right now. And I've lost a lot of my friends growing up, uh, whether they got murdered, jail. I've seen so much with my own two eyes. It just make me want more out of life. And it make me want to just give up to the community differently because I can see, like, even in Atlanta, the water boys, we call them the water boys. They're on each corner and they're selling waters. Well, I used to sell inquiries and bean pies when I was a kid. So I said, if these kids out here wanting to work, they not doing nothing on the streets. Yeah, some of them are going to be at a bad seed, But I took those kids off the street, a family, and I gave them jobs, a whole family. You know, because at the end of the day, I said, it's people out here that's committing crimes, doing a bunch of stuff. But these kids out here, they may be doing it another way that we don't want them to do it by being out in the streets like that. You know, they're begging for money, but they actually want to make income to be able to help their families out. Whether they're 14, 15, or 16, they already got in their mindset that they want to help mama because mama might be in a household right now with six kids with no father there and, you know, they're trying to help her pay the bills. So in these lower-income communities, that's what's really going on. There's no two-parent households anymore. So now, even if it, even if the parents do split up, the other one is not fitting, fitting the bargain, not taking care of, you know, they side. And as a man, I feel like if you out here making kids, I don't care what you got going on. You got to take care of them kids and teach them right. You got to stand on your 10 toes and show them who you are. And I'm going to do a lot more, you know, speaking more than I probably do cooking in the next couple of years, because my passion right now is for people to listen to me and hear what I got to say, because I ain't just somebody making this up. I've been through these things. I've been through not knowing my next meal going to come from. I've been through not being able to pay for for this bill. I also been stuck and not knowing what I'm going to do with my life and then ran down the wrong road and made mistakes where I almost got feelings of my own. So I know what it's like to, Get tricked out your spot because you feel trapped. You don't know what to do with your life. And the best thing you could do is say, take the chill pill and say, listen, I love myself. There's more out here. I want to change my life, but how do I do it? And you got to go find the resources. And that's called Google. Go get online. Go watch tutorials. Go teach yourself. We didn't have that growing up. The internet wasn't that big. And now that the internet is big as it is, these kids aren't really paying attention to the things that's important because they don't have stuff in the household to keep their focus. Everything now is I want it right now. They see on Instagram, they see the rappers, the, the, the sports people, they have all the cars, the money, and they feel like, oh, I got to have this right now. Well, I'm teaching you right now and that patience is going to take you longer because I can guarantee you at the end of my journey, a lot of people are going to lose a lot of stuff and I'm still going to have it because I understand that it's not a right now game, it's a later on play.
1: There you go. Ah. I, you're, I'm right. You can't believe all the notes I'm taking over here. It's not a right now game. It's a later on play. Oh yep. my gosh,
2: that's yep. amazing. It like was... We just
1: had a master class. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> a true. master class from Derek Hayes. No. <laughs> we got to do that. Oh my gosh, we got to bring you back for a master class. Oh my gosh, it's not a right now game. It's a later on play. Wow, yeah. I love yeah, it.
2: I hustle for it because I, I don't hustle for right now. I say I know that right now. I'm about to be 34 years old. I know if I go hard another five or six years of just putting my place together, I'm probably going to have a thousand or more employees. But that's now something that a black kid from the slums, from the ghetto of Philadelphia, West Philadelphia. Now, I feel like my life is a dream because I can pull up in the lines down the block and then I can say I have 80 plus employees. But I'm able to not just pay these people. I'm able to make them grow and want more out of their lives because one person I can give you game on that started with me was one of my fry cooks, but now it's my one of my district people, you know, that controls all of my operations. So some of these people was making nothing and they now have careers and they have salaries and they able to buy cars and buy homes. So that's the joy that I get from this. So this Philadelphia cheesesteak was able to spread the wings and take care of multiple families, you know, and, and that's the blessing behind of it all
1: oh i can't wait until we can get together live in person we are going to atlanta baby we're coming on, to atlanta.
2: Gotcha. come on <laughs>
1: we're coming to atlanta derek this has been such a brilliant conversation and i'm so glad that that i picked up i always pick up the inky because i'm always looking for inspiring people and here you are and we connected and we we had this brilliant conversation and i'm so grateful to you for all of your lessons that you've given us today um, so, tell people where we can find you. I know you got a website now and all that. I want people to know about you and, of course, get your cheesesteaks in Atlanta. But where can we find you?
2: So, my website is the bigdavecheesesteaks.com. You can find us on Instagram at bigdavecheesesteaks. You can find us on Facebook at big Dave Um, Our Twitter is bigdavecheesesteaks. So, everything is <laughs> bigdavecheesesteaks. So, well, if big you're day. in Atlanta, I have two locations right now, 57 Forsyth Street. That's my landmark location is across from Georgia State. My recent location I opened, that's Big Dave's, is on 60, 6035 P Street Road. And if you want a vegan cheese steak, pull up that Dinkies Pot City Market second floor. And, you know, my food trucks is always out and about, the Big Jones, that's what I call them. um and and I'm looking to grow you know I want to be able to travel to other states and uh you know take over and help the communities out and I definitely appreciate you guys for giving me this interview thank you so much oh my
1: gosh thanks so much Derek we're so grateful this was this was just like I said I took copious pages of notes so you're going to be all over the place Derek we just we this was great so Um, everybody, please take a listen to this and, and follow up with Derek because clearly he's a genius and is truly embodies everything that we talk about with being brilliantly resilient. If you still need help and resources, you can head over to our website, brilliantlyresilient.net. our brand spanking new website looks great. And right at the top of the header on the homepage, we got a really cool download for you to pick up, um, to get your own brilliantly resilient journey started. Did I forget anything? I always forget something. No, nope, I will add this when, uh, for those of you that are
0: listening from Atlanta, when you are eating one of big Dave's cheesesteaks, take a picture, put it on Instagram or Facebook and tag us at brilliantly resilient. Also, that'll be fun.
1: Oh my gosh. It sure will. Okay. Everybody, Derek Hayes, thank you so much for joining us. This Bye. was such a pleasure and, uh, everybody, we will see you next time on brilliantly resilient live.
2: All right. all have a good day. Thank you guys. Appreciate you.
0: Thanks for tuning in to the brilliantly resilient podcast. Join our Facebook group and follow us on YouTube to be inspired with tools to reset, rise, and reveal your brilliance.